Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Anime Chateau Podcast. My name is TJ, also known as Screams, and my goal is to spread the love of anime across the globe. Before we get started, I also run a Facebook page called Otaku Matsuri, which translates to Geek Fest, where people can share their love for anime. It's a great place for the occasional updates or just have conversations on your favorite fandoms, even if it's just video games or the MCU. Joining me today, as always, is my friend Sam. Oh. <clears throat> so, last week on episode one, we just kind of wanted to do like an open mic type of deal and just kind of introduce ourselves and talk about our favorite anime and genres and such. And uh, going forward, we decided that we wanted to do some some segments about different things. <clears throat> so, uh, the first segment that we wanted to go through uh, was just to kind of do some shout outs on some of the the listen some of the comments that the listeners gave us uh, the first one i have is from a buddy dane kruger and his comment he said i recently enjoyed seven deadly sins but only the first season it got really dry afterwards uh ones that he can always rely on to entertain him are one punch man attack on titan full metal alchemist and for some reason he always feels like devil man is comical he can never take it serious. I will never grow out of Pokemon or Digimon. Me too. I feel you on Digimon. Uh, I'm seriously happy about how many non-mainstream anime comes to Netflix. He said he couldn't get enough of Godzilla and Gargantia on the Verdurous planet. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Sam, you said you had a couple of them? Yeah, uh, I posted the podcast on my personal page. Uh, and two buddies of mine from work commented. My buddy Tyler Allen, he commented uh, Demon Slayer with an explanation point. Uh, I think that pretty much just gets the point across on that show because that show, it gets really intense. It's really good on story. Um, like I said before on the previous podcast, uh, I'm really big on character progression and development. And I think with Tanjiro... It really has done that. They didn't go too fast or anything like that. I feel like that they went at a pretty good and decent pace, and it's not yeah. like he's it's not like he's just like super powerful swordsman or anything like that. <laughs> Goku. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really enjoyed uh, the first season of Demon Slayer. Uh, I honestly rank it in like probably top ten favorite animes. Uh, keep going forward. I think it could potentially be one of probably top five, if not my favorite. Uh, I really liked all the characters. I liked uh, each how each of them had their own unique ability. Uh, Tanjiro was awesome. His sister was awesome. Uh, just the show in general, it was just super solid, and it flowed really well. And I'm really, really excited to watch the movie whenever it comes out in theaters. Yeah, I was actually kind of uh, kind of surprised that they that they're already coming out with a movie so soon for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, with it being as yeah, as, with it being as good and hitting as big as it did, I mean, my favorite thing about Demon Slayer, honestly, yes. is the artwork. The the it's the clash of like the two different art styles. Whenever Tanjiro does his moves, um, I know that there probably there's probably still a decent amount of people out there that haven't watched it yet. Uh, if you do start watching it, just keep in mind that the manga actually just finished its final chapter, and the anime is severely behind i mean it's it got approved for a second season in a movie but be careful when you're looking up stuff for demon slayer because there's going to be spoilers. high <laughs> volumes of yeah very yeah. very high spoilers like you type in demon slayer on google and it's going to pop up five different things that's yeah. going to ruin shit for you i, I actually um, have the whole first arc in my wish list on amazon i plan on buying that series and reading it myself i've got to really be impressed by an anime to you know take my time and read it <laughs> Yeah, I right. Like, or even I do just, like manga, but just it's just so much easier just to sit down and watch a show. Uh, so I mean, I don't know, I, yeah, but I do. I agree with you, Demon Slayer for sure. Yeah, and there's a. I actually got a segment for uh, later on about Demon Slayer that we'll uh, we'll kind of just loop back to, but we'll wait till we get to that segment. Right. And uh, right. another one that was mentioned from my buddy Keegan Fetz, uh, Mono Gatari, and DJ, you've started watching that one, right? I did, and we will we will definitely come back to Baka Monogatari here uh, shortly towards the end of the show. Uh, is that the last one you had? Yeah, I only uh, saw the two different shoutouts. Okay, okay. So for another segment, we wanted to do, uh, and we don't know if this is going to be one that we'll be able to do every episode. 
Uh, but we think it's awesome that if we hear anything newsworthy to just kind of bring it up. Uh, so our next one is anime news. Uh, the big one that I wanted to talk to about about was uh, HBO Max. Now, hmm. <laughs> HBO is it's kind of weird. I don't know why they did this, but they actually have three different apps, and it's super weird. Uh, they have HBO Go and HBO Now, and now HBO Max, which is like, why have three? Why not just do it all in one? Uh, it's called HBO but, All. <laughs> yeah, but I one digress. For all. Uh, it they signed a deal with Crunchyroll, and upon its launch, it's going to have seven up to seventeen uh, new animes coming out with its launch. And I personally think that's awesome. Uh, I love the fact that anime is becoming so well known. I mean, we're getting movies and movie theaters now and they're doing substantial. I mean, the My Hero Academia movie was like the top selling movie for months. I think that's phenomenal. Dragon Ball Z, uh, Legend of Brawley or whatever it's called. Fantastic. Uh, and then now it's starting. I mean, HBO's taking on anime. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's on, it's everywhere. And I, I just really love that. Uh, but yeah, Dad I mean, that's crunchy roll. I got uh, some to add on to the Crunchyroll. I know yeah. they, I don't know if it ties in with this, like maybe they got some like some of the support money or whatever from HBO for signing up with them. But I know that they are actually taking on uh, two of the lesser known like web novels, uh, Tower of God and uh, God of High School. And I started reading Tower of God whenever I heard about it getting an anime. I'm like, well, I know I've seen it before or whatever and same thing with god of high school god of high school is going to be a really intense fighting uh, anime and yeah. i have high hopes for it because if they're going to start picking up web novels i guarantee you the next major one they're going to pick up is solo leveling and i know we talk a lot about anime and everything but if you have the chance to go check out just the the webtoon for solo leveling it is seriously intense I've seen a couple of trailers for Tower of God, and I I think it looks pretty good. Uh, I would eventually like to get to it. I just don't know if it'll be anytime soon. Um, yeah, it kind of seems like that the animation for it uh, isn't going to be like top notch. It's a little bit subpar, but I think yeah. it'll end up eventually, you know, leading to a pretty good uh, substantial following, considering the amount of people it took to get it that big. Because for a web novel to be picked up like that. It's got to be take some serious yeah. background, and manga funding is always important. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I have another thing for anime news. Uh, before you get to that, HBO Max <laughs> goes live on May twenty seventh, and it will cost fifteen dollars a month. Add that to the list. Yeah. Um. So I got one. Uh. See, Megaru Seto's. Uh, it's called The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter. Light novel series is getting an anime. And also, Shout Factory is going to release Ride Your Wave anime film to DVD. But it's going to come out an English dub on August 4th. And I know a lot of people, um, they prefer, you know, dubbed over sub or anything like that. So it seems like the dubbed is going to be coming out shortly after. I haven't watched it yet. I really want to. Just the artwork for that Ride Your Wave uh, film. It it looks absolutely amazing. So that's definitely one I'm watching over the next couple of weeks. And I invite anyone to seek it out in any way possible. And just kind of follow along with that. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, so every week, uh, just to kind of change things up a little bit, we want to have a different topic that's going to kind of change out. Uh, so we're going to have you know, a, a couple of segments where we're going to stay the same, like the news and uh, shout outs, because, you know, we got to show some fan love. Uh, but we also wanted to have a topic that, that rotated and was different every week. Uh, in this this episode, we decided to go with uh, relationships in anime and to kind of talk about our favorite relationships, some relationships that we did not care for. Uh but just, I don't know, you know, there's so many good relationships in, in every anime. Every anime, every protagonist, not well, nine times out of ten, they usually have some kind of females. Or if you're uh, Kirito, you have multiple females that chase after you. Uh, yeah. Um, 
So uh, my favorites overall, and also one thing I have to complain about is there's so many like teased relationships throughout shows oh that God, never yeah. see the light of day. Uh, just off the top of my head, I'll say uh, Ichigo and Odihime from Bleach. All throughout the show, they teased them like they were going to be a big relationship. Never happened. Yeah, I don't think anyone in that show ended up getting with anyone. No, nobody did, yeah. Uh, Lucy and Natsu, all of fairy tale. You know, they had a flirtatious thing going on the whole time. Never happened. Uh, I mean, just, I mean, I could go on forever. Gray and Juvia, or not Gray and, yeah, Gray and Juvia. uh, Gajil and, what's her name? Levy. Levy. Yeah, I mean, it just goes on and on. Let them get together, man. <laughs> we need to see it happen. Uh, but my favorite anime couple is Edward Ulrich and Winry from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, uh, that's one that's like, it. as soon as the show started, you knew and wanted it yeah, to happen. For like, sure. you knew it, it was, was going to happen. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that I liked it so much. Like, as soon as Winry was introduced, it Ed made it like uh, super like apparent that he was reliant on Winry. Like she she fixed his mechanical gear. Uh, I mean, it, without his arm and leg, he was. I mean, I don't want to say useless, but I mean, you can't yeah, even fucking useless. talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. It was just, and I really, I mean, they just really pushed each other, and you could just tell right from the get go that they had something. You know, it was it was awesome. I just really liked yeah. it. Yeah, and I think that's that was probably because that was like one of the final scenes in uh, Brotherhood. It was them admitting that they wanted to be together, and it was yeah. in, a, in a really bad way because he was really shitty. <laughs> like <laughs> the way that he tried making it, it's like I'll, I'll give you half of my life, you give me yours, equivalent exchange. You know, gone on because all he knows is alchemy. You know, yeah, and just kind of went about it that way, and she just fucking laughed because you know that's that's who he is, and they accepted right. it. Yeah. But uh my two, my favorite anime relationship is uh is Levy and Gajil. Um Levy is my favorite female character in Fairy Tale and Gajil is my favorite male character in Fairy Tale and I I absolutely love both of them. And it just makes me so happy that just out of all the characters in there my two favorite ones just ended up getting together like Gajil is just such a badass. And I he, love his attitude. Gajil is my favorite fairy tale character as well. I really like everything about him. Yeah, and He's I know dark. there's probably He's some people dark. out there that probably still haven't seen it, but it, it's been out for a long time. But, uh, you know, the kind of stuff that just goes around uh, Gajil's background and everything that's going on with him inside that series, like, you just can't help but like him. And, yeah. you know, he, he comes out that time where he was uh, getting sucked into like a black hole or something, he, you know, admits his feelings for Levy. And then there's mm-hmm. a scene where they're underwater and they're about to, you know, suffocate or whatever. And Levy's yeah, magic yeah. is like word magic. Like whatever she writes with her magic, that's what happens. Um, so I thought that was really cool as far as just her character in general. Yeah. It's but, definitely, she definitely has one of the most unique uh, types of magic in that show for sure. Yeah, and there's actually an anime relationship that I really... It's not that I absolutely hate, but I just kind of feel it's just, like, so nonchalant. Never saw it coming, and I don't know. It, it, and Baruto, and once again, it's been out for a while. If if you follow the series, it's a show that you really like, and if not, you're going to have to go through all of Naruto. And if you haven't done that by now, then you're probably not going to. Um, Eno and Sai. Now... Eno used to be one of my favorite female characters in Naruto. And Sai came in as a replacement for Sasuke later on down the line in Shippuden, which I don't think you even know who he is because you said you haven't watched no. Shippuden, right? No, I, I watched very little of it. Yeah, his uh, his jutsu is like he paints stuff on a scroll and, and it comes out and huh. he can command it to do stuff. Like he can like summon a bird made out of like ink. It's kind of... Uh, I forgot it. The other guy's name. Yeah. yeah, but it kind of well, everyone had a relationship with someone when it came to like the end of Shippuden and, and then into Baruto. Like literally everyone paired up with someone and had a kid and it kind of just felt like these were the last two and they were just, like together. Although their uh, their child is absolutely adorable. 
I, I, I will say that, but I hate them as a couple because like there is no way like they had like anything in common. Uh, my least favorite anime couple, uh, and I'll probably get shit for this, is Goku and Chi Chi from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Go- <laughs> Goku obviously is a badass character, great fighter, but he is such a shitty person. All he cares <laughs> about is fighting. He didn't raise his kid. He pawned him off on a guy that tried to fucking take over the world. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. He's never home. He never. He doesn't do anything to make any money. He's constantly telling Gohan that he needs to fight and not uh, go to school and shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that's the Saiyan nature of it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes him an idiot, basically. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's just... I agree with you, though, like, character, when it comes to, like, a lot of, like, the family stuff, like, yeah, obviously he cares about his family. Yeah. And and Dragon Ball, like, early, early Dragon Ball Z, back in, like, the Garlic Jr. days, I don't know if you've watched any of those movies, yeah. like, The Dead yeah. Zone and stuff like that, he cared deeply for Chi-Chi and Gohan, like, more so than he does now. He actually, like, showed more affection, but, like, now it's yeah. just, like, it's, like, nobody, I don't know if they don't think anybody wants to see it, but it's yeah. just... For the most part, non non-existent. Uh, I have an honorable mention in the shitty relationship department. Uh, Ken Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul and Rize. <laughs> I still have yet to watch that show. Uh, well, uh, I'll go ahead and explain the premises because basically uh, it lays out the show. Mm. Uh, so Ken Kaneki is just a regular high schooler. Uh, he really likes to read. He's quiet. Uh, and he goes to this cafe every day with his best friend Hide. And uh, they just kind of, you know, drink some coffee and talk or whatever. And he notices this girl that comes into the cafe all the time. And he develops a crush on her because she's cute. And it turns out to be Rize. Uh, and then over time, he notices that she is into the same books as him, the same author. Uh, and then eventually he works up the nerve to talk to her because, you know, about, you know, about their interest in the same book. And, uh, you know, one thing, you know, one plus one equals two, they end up going on a date. Uh, and in the, in the world of Tokyo Ghoul, there's ghouls, obviously. And ghouls, uh, they look like humans, but you can't tell. So I'm sure you can see where this is going. Uh, and they eat, they eat human flesh. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Ken and Rize, they go out on this date and they have a good time. And then Rize's like, or and on the news, there's some uh, ghoul attacks happening in this specific area. And she's like, oh, uh, Ken, I, I live in the area where all the ghoul attacks are happening. I'm scared. Can you walk me home? So, of course, Kaneki, being the stand-up gentleman he is, he's like, all right, let's go. And about halfway home, they go through this dark alley, and Rize turns around on Kaneki, and she's a fucking ghoul, naturally. <laughs> uh, and then she tr- – so, I mean, that's why they're a shitty relationship, because she literally tries to eat him. <laughs> uh yeah, but I don't know. Some stuff happens, and okay, some scaffolding falls on both of them as Rize is trying to eat uh, Kaneki, and uh, basically they get both of them to the hospital, and they can only save one. So the doctor makes the uh, a last minute decision to use what he can from Rize's body and put it into Kaneki's body, not knowing that Rize was a ghoul and thus turning Ken Kaneki into a half-ghoul. Thus the premise of the show. That's just yeah. all what happens in episode one. But yeah, that's why I think uh, there's a shitty, co- shitty couple, because, I mean, nobody wants to get eaten by their girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, I do have a couple of... Uh, I-, I don't want to, like, like, say additions or whatever, like shout-outs or whatever. Uh, I think Asuna and Kirito from Sword Art, I think they were a great couple. Uh, I think an interesting relationship uh, dynamic, was, and this one's probably going to catch you, is Kira and Shinobu from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, see, I've, I've never watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay. Okay, well, I, I want to talk to you about it, but... Okay. No, I, I'm just, I'll just say it. Uh, I highly recommend watching Jojo. Uh, I pushed it off. It's kind of an old school anime. I pushed it off for mm. a long time. And uh, my D&D group, actually, they're like diehard Jojo fans. So, you know, of course, I felt left out every every time we'd have a session and they'd make all these Jojo references. So I binge watched it. And uh, 
basically Kira, he's the villain in part four or five. But anyway, he's he's a serial killer, and uh, he kills women, and then he carries around their hands as uh, mementos. And uh, basically, he, through a series of events, puts on somebody else's face and pretends to be that person. And he lives with this woman whose name is Shinobu. And Shinobu, like the guy that Kira is pretending to be before Kira became came into the picture, was just a shitty guy. And Kira actually like shows attention to her or whatever. And of course he's like jacked because he's a main character in the anime. Uh, so, you know, so, she starts like, hold, yeah, hold on a minute. So is this like face just like safety pinned onto his face and she just doesn't want to know that it's okay. a different person or is there like some magic allowing it to happen? Okay. in in Jojo. So when it starts off, they, the main characters, they use a martial arts technique called Hamon. And it's like a, a breathing technique that allows them mm. to fight their type of opponents, which I'm not going to say what they are uh, mm. in the earlier seasons because it would be spoilers to some stuff that happens. Uh, and then, so so each season of JoJo takes, it follows a different protagonist and they're all related. So like the first, the first season follows uh, Joseph Joestar. The second season follows his grandson, whose name is also Joseph Joestar. Uh, and then the third season follows his, well, I'm trying to remember, his grandson, whose name is Jotaro. And so season one and season two, they use Hamon. And then, thinks of Hamtaro. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, basically all of them have Joe in the name. That's why they get Jojo. Joe Star is the second, is the last oh, name. Okay. So, so Jojo. So they're all nicknamed Jojo. Which is why the show is called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But anyway, yeah. uh, so so in season one and two, they use uh, Hamon, which is like a breathing technique mixed with martial mm. arts. And then in season three, they introduce a thing called stands, and they're like spirits that can be like projected from the body, I guess. And each yeah, one I've seen has a little a, bit of that. Like I'm yeah. playing a jump force with uh, my son because yeah, yeah. he likes just mindlessly beating it, the trading dummies. But like. <laughs> Like I, I've seen some stuff like that. Obviously, like I'll see like memes of Dio like everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, Dio. Uh-huh, awesome. it was me, Dio, and I'm just like, okay, I don't know what the yeah. fuck's up with this show. Yeah. Me, me and my wife started watching like the first episode, and it was more so just like a comic relief, just of the shit that was happening. Yeah, Dio is a dark motherfucker. Um, but anyway, they have stains. It's like a spiritual a projection of your spirit or whatever, and they fight with their stains. And uh, so in that season with Kira, there's a woman who has a stand. It's like a makeup stand or whatever. And she Uh can like, she can like change your appearance to make you prettier or more attractive or whatever. And uh, Kira forces her to use her stand to take the face off of one guy and put it on him in order to escape from Jojo, the Jojo gang that's chasing him. Uh, And then he, you know, then forth, leads a double life pretending to be this person that way uh, Jotaro and the gang can't find him <clears throat> but yeah it, it, yeah yeah uh, so so Shinobu like, she starts becoming a better mom to her kid she starts you know dressing nice wearing makeup cooking dinner getting all hot to trot for the guy and she just treated him really well but you know low key he was a serial killer <laughs> Uh, but right. it was just an, it was an interesting dynamic. Uh, I got Vegeta story, and, guys. Treat your wives nice. <laughs> uh, I got Vegeta and Bulmon here for honorable mention. Uh, Krillin yeah, and that's, eighteen. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's uh, those two. I mean, Vegeta and Bulma. Vegeta also loves to train just as much as Goku does, but like, yes. he definitely. Him and Bulma had their own. He's a better. He is definitely a better husband than Goku is, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's, like, he's there for his family. Somewhat, yes. <laughs> yeah. There. Uh, was, I remember, like in Dragon Ball Super, I know um, Vegeta at some point in time during the series, he told Trunks that, you know, if he could hit him in the face, he'd do whatever he wanted, and, and then he said, you know, well, I'm gonna go to the amusement park, and then he actually ended up landing a hit on him. So Vegeta and mm-hmm. Super had to go to the amusement park. Yeah. You know, him being the 
quiet, badass character that he is, just didn't do anything. Eventually, he got tired of it and flew away, and Balma and Trunks were just like, ha-ha, at least he showed up. And I was like, well, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, at was least it, he showed up. <laughs> was it Beerus that hit Balma and Vegeta got, like, super pissed and, like, beat the shit out of him without even being the Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he went, like, Super Saiyan, like, two ascended, or I, I don't know exactly yeah. what it could have well, been. But... Originally, he, like, he was just black hair, like, going at it, and he fucked him up, like, for, like, a split couple seconds. I mean, he probably yeah. caught him off guard, but still, it was badass. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was that form that he like that whole like that's my Bulma. Like they gave me yeah. cold chills because I went and saw yeah, that shit in sure. theaters, and it was it was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I feel uh, like if Beerus would have slapped Chi Chi, Goku would have been like, "Shouldn't have said that to a god, bitch." <laughs> yeah, dumbass. <laughs> and then and I, got I got Krillin. I got Krillin. and get her pregnant again. I got Urza and Jalal. Uh, and then Seven Deadly Sins, Meliodas and Elizabeth, uh, and Diane and King. I mean, some good shows. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, you want to go ahead and go with your relationships? No, you said, uh, yeah. We're yeah. Good. Levy and uh, Jill. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the next segment we wanted to do was just mention a couple of shows uh, that we preferred to watch in dubbed or subbed. Would uh, you rather? <laughs> uh, for me... When I first started watching anime, I, I couldn't do so. It was just too hard for me. Uh, I watched, you know, Dragon Ball Z in English. Uh, I watched the first half of Fairy Tale in English. I watched I I watched all of Bleach in English. And honestly, Johnny Young Bosch did such a good job voicing Ichigo. I don't know if I could watch that in in Japanese. Yeah. Uh, but but overall, I mean, I I would say. I probably prefer like Dragon Ball Z dubbed just because I grew up on it, maybe. And mm -hmm. partially because Goku's Japanese voice actor is a female and has a really high pitched voice yeah. and it sounds kind of awful. <laughs> All right. right. But I mean, yeah, I would say mostly I go sub though. Like, one uh, Dragon Ball Z was actually what pushed me into sub because I, I got up to Super and obviously it's it wasn't in English yet when I started watching yeah. it. And, you kind of have to it. because yeah, yeah, I loved it so much. You know, the only way to continue the show was to watch in Japanese, and now I'm I'm so used to watching anime with subtitles that I have to have subtitles on when I watch regular TV now. Right, I do that too. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just habit to have it on, or even when what I the... play video games. <laughs> yeah, like okay, so there's a couple like. Dragon Ball Z, it's a it's a toss up for me because one, I've yeah. gotten used to watching it sub. Like when the first episode of Dragon Ball Super came out, I was so pumped. I watched it online off of you know those websites that we use, and yeah, not to didn't even have <laughs> yeah yeah, and it didn't have subtitles. It was just pure like just Japanese. I was just watching it for just like the storyline. Like I couldn't even understand what they were saying. That's how pumped I was for Super. I will I would rewatch the entire series. In English, once they're all the way caught up, which I don't know if they are, and dubbed, but I imagine they probably are by now. It's been over for a minute. Yeah, yeah, but subbed. There's some scenes like what they say in like uh in the, in the subtitles that sound better, but then like they get to the dubbed and it just sounds less intense or something. Like yeah. I prefer Sean Schemmel's voice for Goku. Like his oh, sure. his power up screams and he does a really good job. Um, as far as voicing Goku, and honestly, all the people who voice in that show are just Chris, phenomenal. What they do. I mean, he won uh, yeah. uh, voice actor of the year last year. I mean, fantastic. Yeah, like one thing I will say that I prefer over subbed over dub as far as Dragon Ball Z goes is I feel like the Japanese have a uh, and subbed have a better soundtrack. Because in the English, they'll change some of the songs up, yeah. or they'll have the Japanese in the background, and then they'll put something else over top of it, and it just makes it like so much less intense <laughs> than it sh than it could have been. It's another thing is funny too is when you watch Japanese, and uh, every now and then they'll slip in like an American word or an English word. I guess that's just saying not American. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it just makes it like stand out so much more. Uh, in in JoJo, uh, mm -hmm. so so I said season two, uh, follow Joseph Joestar. Well, he's also yeah. in season three. He's traveling with his grandson Jotaro, and of mm -hmm. course, I was watching it in Japanese. But 
uh, as like a comical thing, like whenever he would like, like something crazy would happen, he would say, Oh my God. But he would say yeah. it in English <laughs> or he would say, Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, there's a video I found on uh TikTok that was, yeah. I think it was just like a compilation of every single time he yeah. did that. So for like a good, like, minute it was just him going oh my god holy yeah. shit and it was just over yeah. and over and over it's, and over it's again so hilarious there was one episode he did it like six times in like the first 10 minutes and i laughed like harder and harder every time he did it this <laughs> is great yeah <clears throat> uh there's one show that i could very easily watch in dubbed or subbed and that's cowboy bebop um i don't know if you said that you had seen it but both in dubbed or sub, they both have such good voice actors that it, like I said, I can just watch it either way. It's so good. <clears throat> That's pretty much me with Dragon Ball Z, I guess. Uh, I think original Digimon, I would, I would probably prefer that dubbed as well. Mm. Just like the original voice acting cast with like Ty and Matt and all of them. Uh, I mean, they're not bad in Japanese. I don't know, but I really think it's probably more just like a nostalgic. It's just because I grew up on it. Yeah, um, I feel like Digimon's gonna come up in every single podcast we film, but that's fine. <laughs> it's all right; they'll, they'll expect it from you. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Um, of what can you say? The one show that I would rather watch in subbed, though, and even though the main character is voiced by a girl, which I mean, I still think that uh, Junko does a very good job. Is I think I know Naruto. what you're gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Naruto. Like, I get, it. yeah, he's got a girl voice, but. Like I said, they do a good job, and there are just some voice actors, not saying their whole career, just those characters, I honestly just can't stand. There's so many characters that are voiced by females, though. Like, even in English, though. Oh, yeah. Like, Ash Ketchum, female. uh, I'm pretty sure Kid Gohan was a female. Pretty sure. Uh, I may be be wrong, but I mean, it's just, it's so common. Yeah. Uh, you got any more on that or uh no those are the two that i would rather on dubbed and subbed okay so for our next uh segment uh we both po- you know posted on our social media pages and on my otaku Motsuri page and kind of mm-hmm. asked our listeners for some epi- some some animes that they thought we should check out uh so we each you know picked one that we that we wanted to watch. Uh, one and Sam mentioned this one earlier. Somebody recommended the Monogatari series. Sorry, it's a weird, word, hard word to say. Uh, yeah. So of course, I I chose that one right off the bat. And uh, which one did you pick, Sam? Uh, to watch separately, I I actually ended up watching uh, Kino's Journey: The Beautiful World. Kino's Journey. Okay. So, Bako Monogatari. Uh, <laughs> without yeah. pissing people off uh i liked the the background and stuff for it i would say uh it was about basically the main character uh he comes into contact with people that have been i don't know affected by like deities or spirits or the supernatural basically uh the first person he comes into contact with was a woman that had been affected by a a crab it was actually a god. It's called a heavy stone crab. And basically, the god touched her and made her super light, basically. Uh, and then, you know, he helps her, he tries to help her find a solution to get her normal weight back, uh, which I thought was cool. Uh, I watched about about half the first season. I think there was, maybe it was a quarter of the first, I don't know. I watched like six episodes. Uh, Okay, at first, right off the bat, I noticed it had some fan service in it, which, I mean, all anime nowadays does have some. Uh, the first couple episodes, it seemed a little heavy, but not, like, off-putting. Uh, I liked the characters. I thought they were interesting. Uh, I thought the deity that they mentioned was really interesting, and I was very eager to see where the show went. I mean, I I love mythology. I love learning about like like ghosts and stories behind ghosts and different gods and different cultures. It's very exciting to me. Uh, so I was really excited to see what this show would introduce me to. Uh, 
but like I said, right off the bat, I noticed it was a little bit heavy on the fan service, which is a little off-putting to me. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the female body as much as the next guy, but I don't like it when the show has enough, so much that it takes away from the story. Uh, but continuing on, I, I was really thrilled with the first two episodes. I was even talking to some of my friends. I was like, man, I started this show. I think it's going to be really good. I'm really excited to watch it. Season or episode three came over, came around. But keep in mind, this is a 20 something minute episode. The first 13 minutes or so of this episode, the main female was talking about how she owed the main male for helping her out and trying to get her weight back and how she would really like to make it up to him by waking up, waking him up every morning and making him breakfast wearing nothing but a robe. 13 minutes of a 22 minute episode. That's more than half the episode. But I digress. I pushed forward. I still wanted to know what was coming. Uh, and then in that same episode, they introduced another character who was affected by a, a lost snail, which was just some kind of spirit or something. I didn't I didn't finish it to find out how it went. Uh, but basically, right off the bat, the little girl and the main character started like fighting and brawling. And they got to talking about how immature the main character was, which, I mean, if you're going to fight an elementary schooler, you're probably pretty immature. Uh, I don't know. Someone picked up my kid. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, but it, I mean, the girl was just picking on him. Was it like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. He's a high yeah, schooler. Like, come on. Uh, and then it kind of went into where the guy made like a, they were talking about how developed said elementary schooler was. And then the guy held up his hand and said he copped a fill while they were fighting. And it was like really creepy. And I was like, no, I can't watch this, man. This guy's groping children. That's fucking gross. Yeah. Uh, It was just too much, man. And I don't know. Don't take away from, like, I'm all for a little bit of nudity or what have you. But don't make it the main part of your show. And if that is your thing, I mean, label it as your thing, you know? Because, I mean, there's people that like that. Hentai's a thing, you know? Just make that your thing. <laughs> I don't know. So I gave up on that show very quickly. Uh, I was playing Apex that night with my buddy Adam, and I was talking to him about how disappointed I was in the show and how I really had high hopes for it. And then just in conversation, he brought up another show. And, of course, he listens to the podcast. So he technically you know, is considered a viewer or a listener or whatever you want to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was talking. he just got to talking about the show he was watching, and it's called Konosuba. Uh, and he was talking about how, I mean, it's a short anime. There's two seasons. Each season's like 12 episodes. And then season three is currently airing. There's only a couple of episodes yeah. of it. Uh, and he was just talking about how it had a really good story and it was funny. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to try it, you know, see how it is. Uh, th- and this show, of course, also had some fan servicing, but it did it tastefully. It did not take away from the show. I liked this Tasty show. is a good choice of words, I'm assuming. Yeah, tastefully. Yeah, like it. I mean, like it. It's in there, but it wasn't like a big deal. Yeah. Uh, it didn't take away from the show. I liked this show so much. I watched the entire first season in like four days, and I have a wife and child, <laughs> and I worked <laughs> full time last week. So I mean, that's a big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I even watched a quarter of the second season. I, hell, I watched an episode like two hours ago. Uh, I really like the show. the The premises of the show. Uh, the main character, he's like a high schooler. He's a shut-in. He just likes to play video games all day, just like me when I was in high school. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he has a, a new game pre-ordered. He gets on a bus as, you know, is probably preferred travel in Tokyo. Uh, he gets on a bus. It's Kono Suba, K-O-N-O-S-U-B-A. Uh, so he gets on a bus and he goes to pick up his video game. And, you know, he's walking down the sidewalk back to the bus station and he sees a girl walk past him that he goes to high school with. And he's just like, oh, it's a girl from my school. And then out of his peripheral vision, he sees her start to cross the street and a car's, you know, full force flying down the, the highway. So instincts kick in. He runs out, shoves the girl out of the way, and then everything goes black. And he wakes up and there is another woman in front of him and just all black surrounding And it turns out the other woman in front of him is a goddess. And she's explaining to him that he has passed away. And instead of having him, you know, go to heaven or get reincarnated, uh, they have a proposal for him. 
they've been keeping an eye on his life uh, and they think he would be a good fit to, uh, to go to this other world where there's a demon king patronizing the world or the planet or whatever. And they, they want to send him to that world to defeat the demon king. I assume because he's really good at video games, what have you. Uh, and they tell him that he can only take one thing into the other world with him. So, you know, not most people would think like, oh, I'll take a bunch of money or I would take a really strong weapon or whatever. This guy out of nowhere says he's going to take the goddess with him to this other world. Oh, shit. Yeah. Curveball. Uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so him and the God, you know, of course his wish gets granted because he could take anything. So him and the goddess go to the world and uh, they, they're at a beginner's adventure town, just like a video game. Uh, they join a guild and uh, kind of make some friends. And uh, right off the bat, you kind of know, like, the main character is she's a goddess, so she's powerful, obviously. But, I mean, well, first off, the first scene of the goddess is her butt. <laughs> like, bare naked butt. She's wearing a skirt. I guess she doesn't have any panties. I don't know. That's the a little bit of the fan service. Uh, but, like, it just the camera just flashed past it. Never was brought up. The whole show never brought up. Uh, so anyway, they get to the world, they join this guild, and they go out to do some questing to earn some money. Uh, and they realize that they're really bad at adventures. <laughs> and then, so they post an ad to try to get some stronger allies. And then, of course, the first person that it attracts is a female, naturally. Uh, she is a explosion magic mage. But... Okay, that answers my question. I was yeah. going to ask you which one the goddess was. Is it the blue-haired one? Yes, the blue-haired one is the okay. goddess, and she's an gotcha. archpriest, so she like she does like healing magic. Mm. But she's her name is Aqua, and she's also a goddess of water, so she has like water abilities too. Mm. Uh, and then the main character, because they have like skill trees, and he kind of starts like skilling himself out to be like a rogue type character. Like he like he like, his first movie he learns is called Steel, and then he learns like uh, sneaking in the dark and stuff like that. So he kind of strikes me as like a rogue character. And then uh, Aqua is an archpriest. And the first character that joins their party is a uh, explosion mage. She only does explosion magic. But the problem with her <laughs> is that she can only do it once a day and then she falls asleep. <laughs> so she, okay. she's just, yeah, she's just quirky. She's super powerful, but she can only throw one punch. Uh, and then they, the next couple episodes add another character. And this chick is a crusader. She's a female crusader, uh, but she's really clumsy. So she uses a sword, but she can never hit anything with her sword. But she can take a beating. Uh, and then another fan service moment. When she gets beat on, she gets turned on. Jesus. Okay, I, yeah. I might have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but again, it doesn't take away from the show. It just makes it funny because they make jokes about her getting turned on by stuff. Like if you yell at her, she gets turned on. Stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like my wife went like that anime. She's she's it's, it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a funny it's funny, man. It's a good show. Uh in the last episode I watched, uh when they first got to the town, they were uh they were staying in a horse stable or uh, like with hay or whatever because they couldn't afford to stay somewhere. And uh in the last episode they're they're uh Aqua and the main character were exploring a dungeon. It was really dark. They were the only two people there. And the goddess could see at night because she's a goddess. And then the main character, he had skills so he could see in the dark. And uh, earlier in the show, the goddess had said something about he was scuffling while they were in the barn and couldn't see anything. And then uh, when they're in the cave, it's revealed and she can see at night. And he's like, wait a minute. I thought you couldn't see in the in the barn. She was like, no, I heard you scuffling and I just turned around. And he made a derpy face and he was like, thanks for that. <laughs> because, oh, he was, because when he was scuffling in the dark he was jacking off oh fuck <laughs> it made me laugh because he, he thought nobody could see him I just thought it was funny but it's just like yeah. adult humor like that that's perverted yeah. but doesn't take away from the show it just made it for I don't know it was just a good show overall interesting characters I, don't know, I really liked it I plan on finishing it I'll probably finish it this week uh, but that's the show I, I might try picking that up and watching it though with the wife yeah for like sure she likes that kind of stuff, so. Yeah. Kinks. Uh, yeah, so what right. show did you choose to uh, go off on your own with? Well, I like I said, I watched uh, Kino's Journey, The Beautiful World. 
And I didn't really know what to think of it at first. Um, I'm, I'm almost done with the series because I, I, I had a whole bunch of stuff going on. But aesthetically wise, uh, I like the art. Um, I like the motorcycle. So pretty much, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. It starts out with the main character, which is Kino. And Kino's talking to the motorcycle that he, he's driving on, right? And the motorcycle's mm-hmm. talking back. And I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, well, maybe, you know, traveler or whatnot, you know, just spends a lot of time, loves the bike and whatnot, so she talks to it. And then gives it a voice in her own head or something. So I was like, okay, you know, it's whatever. So the bike's name is Hermes. And then they find this guy on the side of the road and ask him, you know, hey, you know, what's going on? And then Hermes says something, and then the guy responds back to the bike. Hmm. So I'm just like, wait a minute. (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> maybe the it, maybe it, the bike's alive. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wait, what, what, what's going on here? Like, and so I I don't know. It doesn't really fully explain. At least it hasn't yet. But like, it, it's just normal. No one is taken aback. Like, oh shit, that bike, that motorcycle's talking. No, it's just like the motorcycle asks for stuff, and they're just like, oh yeah, no, we'll get you a nice place to, you know, sit in a nice cool place for you. And he goes, and Hermes is like, oh okay, thanks. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but um. I mean that 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 was just a little bit weird. the The story itself is Kino is traveling, and there's different uh, countries that have these high walls. So all these different countries, there's every single one is a completely different type of land. Like the first one that Kino comes to, um, there are no laws. Like murder is completely legal. So if you were to kill someone, no one would bat an eye, right? So you mm-hmm. figured you'd go there and they're just be killing everywhere. Someone looks at you the wrong way, pow, dead eye, shoot him right in the face or something. It'd be a huge yeah. shootout in the middle of the town. But no, it was the complete opposite. Um, well, that guy that Kino had met on the road and was talking, you know, him and Hermes and whatnot, mm-hmm. yeah, if he could help carry some of his luggage. And he goes, well, you know, you've it's your luggage and it looks like you're doing fine, so no, I'm not going to help you. And then Kino goes on his way. That person was heading to the same town and whatnot. So, you know, she goes to the journey. I keep saying he and she. I keep forgetting if Kino's a guy of war because I can't really tell. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he starts going to this country, the first one, and it's a country per episode, but this one was honestly probably my favorite. This is why I'm going to talk about most. But Charles around the town, it's just super peaceful. Like, yeah, people have guns. Like, Kino will go into a store, there's a shotgun just, like, right there out in the open. Um, these ladies are sitting down eating desserts and whatnot at a cafe thing and just, you know, fucking revolvers just chilling in their purse out in the open. And, and you know, no one cares. So eventually the, per- the person at that country asks, says, hey, I think you'd be a good fit here because Kino doesn't necessarily want to fight people, want to kill. Like you could tell that Kino probably has the capability to do it very easily, a skilled person and whatnot, because has two guns. And so as Kino's about to actually leave the country, she only stays like, I think like two or three days is what it said. Three days. As Kino's about to leave that guy that Kino had met before coming into the first country. Yeah. Shows up. And the whole reason why he wanted to come there is because he just wanted to fucking kill people and do whatever the hell he wanted. Right. And he was like, Hey, unpack your stuff. I'm taking your motorcycle. And Kino was just like, mm, no. And then, you know, they go off back and forth and whatnot. And Kino jumps behind the motorcycle. And it's like, you know, I'll, I'm going to have to get into a shootout right here in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. Everyone starts walking away. And it kind of just seems like they're going to let them do their own thing. And then fucking Granny from a two-shot, uh, from a two-story window, shoots that other guy in the fucking wrist with a crossbow bolt. And then all the townspeople like fucking come out and they're, they start circling this guy and they said, yeah, murder is legal here. Why do you think we're doing this? And, so, and then they said, you know, you're not a good fit for here. So the whole reason why murder is legal is so that they can kill all the bad people who do huh. not belong in the society. And it's really interesting. Yeah. Like it was just the complete opposite of what you think it would be. And I, I absolutely love that. Not saying, you know, that should be the thing because we'd all know people would go fucking crazy. But yeah. like, it, it was just a really if, interesting aspect. Do you know if other vehicles talk in the show? <laughs> well, there's a dog that talks. Okay. 
But yeah. everything just and, talks. Inanimate objects, everything. Yeah, there's like okay. no real reason as to why one thing or another talks so far. And I'm just, huh. I mean, you just accept it. I mean, I like Hermes. Hermes is probably my favorite character. How uh, how far into it did you get? Uh, I'm on the episode to the last so episode. Pretty much the whole first season. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much yeah. almost done with it. But like, cool. there's a subbed and dub like for the entire season. So yeah, you know, you could do either or. You know, the would you rather dubbed or subbed? I mean, you could try either one. I was watching it and subbed just because. Did you try dubbed at all? I did, and it, and it seemed fine. I'm just so used to yeah, yeah. Uh, reading, you know. I, I was just curious if, like, you know, you could recommend one over the other. No, you're <clears> fine. <throat> um, yeah, yeah. But, like I said, either one of them's perfectly fine. But then the second town that they go to, uh, I believe it was the second one, was the Coliseum, to where in order to become a resident of that country, you had to go into a Coliseum battle, and the last person alive gets to become a citizen. Huh. So you can either fight to the death or yield. And, you know, Kino goes in there, starts fighting people, and, like, they would, like, this first guy has this big, like, ball and chain and whatnot, right? Big bulking guy. And Kino's really, really tiny and scrawny, but obviously, like, very skilled. The guy starts swinging the ball around. Kino pulls out the gun, shoots the chain. Ball goes flying away. And the guy's like, uh, I give. <laughs> We've got no weapon. Yeah, so like, you know, finds a way to make the person give every single time. And before huh. going in, you don't really think much about it. You think it's maybe just like a safety thing at first. And, it's, you know, what happens if a stray bullet, you know, because I have guns, a stray bullet goes into the crowd, kills someone. They're like, oh, well, people expect, you know, they, they know what they're getting themselves into. So pretty much yeah, no yeah. consequences. Don't, don't and, go watch a gunfight if you don't want to take the chance. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, and this is to the part where, like, it, it would get into spoilers because it affects major stories. So I'm not going to get too far into that, but just remember whenever Kino asks about that, and it's really interesting. But, you know, it goes to different countries, and there's one that's a, it's a giant country that's constantly on wheels. Like, it's a constant moving country. And it has <laughs> so a huge, like a vehicle? Yeah. <laughs> Does it talk? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but, so uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it, like I said, each country is just unique in its own way. And it just kind of makes you think like if you play like me and you, we play D and D. Yeah. There's a ton of ideas that you could get and pull away from this. Uh, yeah. Some are a little bit sadder than most. Uh, Cause there's a couple things that happen. There's a couple of reoccurring characters like this guy and his dog and they're in a, a dune buggy and the dog and the, and the bike Hermes like each other. Cause they can both talk hmm. and you know, just like I said, that's just kind of weird, but I like yeah. Hermes. I like I like the style of bike Hermes is, which I think is why it's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> the bike's your favorite character. Yeah, it's weird, right? But uh, yeah, no, I mean, Kino, Kino's journey, the beautiful world, uh, really nice, relaxing, not necessarily slice of life, but it's a really laid back one. Uh, and and I see and I suggest it. It's on Hulu right now. Hulu just added a uh, a ton of random anime. And I've just kind of yeah. been going down through the list. There's a couple of them that seemed really interesting. And this was one that stood out the most to me right at, right off the top because it kept showing up. I'm going to see if it's on uh, Crunchyroll. Might be. It, it has a different name, too. Uh, it was called something else. And I remember me and you were actually talking about it. Yeah, and it is. It's, like, it's uh, Kino's Journey, The Beautiful World, the animated series. Yeah. And I so, episodes, so, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a good one. It's a really nice laid back one. Okay. So uh, going forward, uh, another segment we wanted to do, we're not going to really talk about this time, but we will be talking about in future episodes, is we wanted to find an anime that we both agreed on that we could watch together. So each week we're going to, we're gonna like for instance, we're going to announce that, the anime this week. So we're going to watch Hit- or Hitaro, Hitari no Shita. And it looks like a, a, marks, a martial arts anime. Uh, the first season is only 12 episodes. We're going to do the podcast every other week. So I think just binge watching the first season over the course of two weeks, it's less than an episode a day. I think that's a good uh, a marking point. So we're going to watch the first season and we're going to talk about this anime on our next episode. And we thought that would be cool. That way we can announce it now. That way the viewers or listeners could watch the show with us as well. And then 
they would be part of the conversation, I guess, next time we talk about it. So it's called, again, it's called Hitori Noshita. H-I-T-O-R-E, no, and then shit with an A. Shitta. Yeah, and like the basic story, like the main character's name is Cho. It's like Cho Saran. And he discovers that there's like this legacy that was handed down to him from his grandfather. And then warriors from rival clans start like pursuing him because of the legacy because of this hidden power that he inherited down to the bloodline so and i originally i i suggested it to uh to tj i found these videos on tiktok of like these really just smooth clean martial arts action scenes and it's a and it was a teaser from season three so we kind of know that fight but it doesn't really explain much of the story but that the fight scenes in it it's fast paced and it's awesome. It's really fluid, clean and yeah. smooth. Yeah. Yeah. And the art in it just kind of like it's just all beautiful and stunning. Like you could probably look up the season three trailer fight. And I think that's probably like one of the bigger scenes that you're going to see. So if you watch that fight and you like the martial arts animes, like, like I like, this is one I am super hyped about watching. <clears throat> yeah. I'll probably, uh, I'll probably blow through the rest of. Uh, Konosuba this week, and then I'll probably start on that in the beginning of next week. That way, it's fresh in my head at time of recording. Yeah. Um. So now that that's out of the way, uh, another thing we wanted to talk about was lore behind anime, like certain animes. Uh, not necessarily. Uh. Well, just like like every anime has different stories or different gods or whatever, like. Like My Hero Academia has like lore behind All for One and One for All, or stuff like that, or like the Attack on Titan, which it does explain all of its background in season three. Uh, but just like some of the stuff that's kind of behind the scenes that you don't really see in the animes or mangas. Uh, and the one that I wanted to talk to, even though I did not like the show, uh, I actually got from uh, Bako Monogatari. And it was the the weight god that uh, affected the main female. Uh, so it was called a heavy stone crab. And in the show, they said uh, it appears as a crab sometimes, and then occasionally it'll appear as a rabbit or as a beautiful woman instead. Uh, but mm-hmm. usually it's invisible to other people except for the victim that it's manifesting itself in. Uh, so according to the main character... In the show, the the heavy stone crab is a play of words for crab god, and it derives from omiyoshi gami, which means heavy or to cling and bond. So, basically, the character can take away your weight or give your give you weight, basically. Uh, and so the main character it takes away some of her weight, and then well, I don't, I don't want to go too much into it. Uh, without spoiling anything, I guess. You'll just have to watch the show because I've already said that it takes away your weight. Uh, but I thought it was really interesting. <clears throat> uh, but that's all we got for this week on this one. Oh, well, I got, uh, I got a small piece for lore. Okay, go ahead. Um, kind of ties back to Demon Slayer. Um, obviously, any any type of anime that's going to have like demons or odies and stuff like that, we all know Japan's massive as far as like spirits go. So there's a lot of lore that can be connected from demon slayer to real world. And just, just is just a little piece. Uh, the demon slayer uniforms that they use are actually based off of the real military garb from that era. Um, let's see. There it is. They, it's called the Taisho era. If anybody wants to check it out and it was actually extremely short. Um, it, it was only a 14 to 15 year period. But I just thought that was cool that they actually used the the garb from military yeah. and a- the actual like history. It's kind of just like a you know connection to it. Yeah, yeah, it's always interesting. Uh, but yeah, I think I think there's so much like fun stuff that we could do with with lore. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. so I mean J- J- Japanese history or culture in general. There's just so much stuff to go through. Yeah. I just think it'll be really fun. Uh, I think that's all we have this week, isn't it? 
yeah, no, it. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, um, Kino is a girl. I just double checked, but no, like okay. it, it's super confusing because it's like, uh, okay. you know, in assassination classroom, the blue haired yeah. person, mm-hmm. like, talks kind of like a girl, looks kind of like a girl, and it just kind of messes with you sometimes. Yeah, yeah, just misleading. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think this is a good stopping point. Uh, I guess we'll see you guys in two weeks for the next episode. Uh, feel free to follow Otaku Matsuri on Facebook or uh, if you're personal friends, uh, message us with some more uh, suggestions for animes to watch. We'll you know, maybe try to pick another one for next week or kind of go forward from there. Uh, you all have a great day. What's up? Yeah. I was going to say, or if you wanted to uh, possibly come on and talk, uh, you know, we'd be more than happy to have some people come on as guests. Absolutely. Uh, we have oh, a good buddy of mine, Dan, who I actually mentioned earlier. He was one of the shout outs. He is currently working on a logo for us. Uh, so we'll probably have him on our next episode, maybe if he has the logo done by then. Not sure. Uh, but yeah, for sure. I mean, it would be great to have a different person on like every week or every or, you know, every other week whenever we film. Uh, it would definitely be great to have, you know, multiple people and hear multiple opinions on on different shows even. Uh, even if it's a topic that we've talked about in a previous episode, uh, I mean, still just to hear different opinions on stuff, it's always great. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think we're going to sign off. Uh, you guys have a good one and tune in next time. Bye, guys.